time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us on the Retirement Roadmap today. Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office on Mears Chapel Road in Greensboro. Find us online at greensbororetirement.com. That's where we can point you to go to listen to past podcasts. Lots of great topics discussed every week there. In case you're new to the podcast, if you're a longtime listener, then thanks for being back with us. And you see that today we're talking about tax planning basics, some of the important things to remember when it comes to taxes and retirement, because, Glenn, ultimately taxes are, are just a really important element of retirement. Uh, to me, I kind of equate it to Social Security. It's not the end-all, be-all of our retirement plan, but it plays a really important role, right? Well, you're right, Walter. I mean, it, it plays a very critical role. I mean, when I always talk to folks about taxes, you know, or, you know, when we think about retirement, I mean, there's really there's three areas that can end up taking you know, money you know, out of your pocket, you know, more so than you than you might want or think about. And that's market volatility, you know, taxes and then also long term care. And taxes, they're not, you don't want to let the tax tail wag the dog, so to speak, but it matters. You know, you don't want to send extra money to Uncle Sam that you could have, you know, kept in your pocket. And it's always about, you know, well, how much money can you keep and utilize versus, you know, how much is in the actual account? I mean, if you end up, you know, having an account and more and more of it's going to end up going to Uncle Sam, you know, you have to really ask the question, you know, well, how... (laughs) What portion of that in, inside of that account is, is really yours and that you're going to get to keep and, and you know, go for your benefit and the people that you care about? And so we, we need to do that, that tax planning to make sure that we optimize you know, what you get to keep and, and what you get to pass on. You know, one thing that people often assume when it comes to taxes is that they're going to be lower in retirement, Glenn. But are they usually right about that? Well, you know, Walter, it's, uh, you know, a question like that almost always you know, brings a response for me is that it depends. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it truly does. I mean, there are some folks that are going to be in a better tax situation, you know, when they retire. And, you know, and there are others that that may not be the case. It also might be the case that I've seen situations where folks, you know, maybe they have, you know, a, a significant amount of money that's uh, that's saved away in a, in a 401k or an IRA type of account. And then they reach 70 and a half and suddenly, you know, they're taking their required minimum distributions that maybe they didn't really need or they didn't want to take. But now they're taking them and it's pushing them over and into, you know, into more taxes than they thought that they were going to have. And so, uh, you know, you have to be careful because, you know, you think in terms of, well, you know, if I want, you know, because everybody's kind of told that. And that's one of the things that you hear when when the 401k and the, and the IRAs are being explained to you that, you know, that you put this money away and then later on in life, you know, you may not be in, you know, in, in quite as high a tax bracket. And it's sometimes that's true, but sometimes that's not true. So you, you really got to be careful. And, you know, one of the big things about taxes and whether they're higher or lower is you have to think in terms of well, what do you, where do you think taxes are likely to go into the future? But also beyond that is, is that most oftentimes you're going to have, you know, the married couple one person is going to outlive the other and income changes, you know, some of the income is going to go down, but then also your tax brackets are going to change because if one person's filing as a single person versus somebody who's married, you know, a married couple, well, now suddenly, you're, you know, you're reaching the next tax bracket a lot quicker. And so sometimes, like I say, income can go down, but taxes can go up. 
And that's something that a lot of folks don't really plan for. So you got to really be careful. It's, it's something that is not necessarily set in stone either because, you know, the tax code is kind of a moving target. There are changes from time to time. And we even, you know, just have to turn on the TV now. They're talking about possibly revising or doing some tax reform. But well, obviously, we have to wait and see what actually happens. But almost always, there's going to be winners and losers when there's changes to the tax code. Absolutely, there are changes to the tax code, and then that ends up having a, a huge impact. And I would also say, Glenn, that you know there are a lot of things that people look to try and improve their tax situation right now or this year. But what are some of the strategies people can be thinking about to improve the tax situation down the road in retirement for those longer-term thinkers? Well, you know, I mean, part of it has to do with if you've got a variety of different resources and, and where you're going to draw income from. Just to kind of give an example, you know, most oftentimes when people are in their saving years, it's pretty normal for, for most people to have their income is from their wages, you know, pure and simple. They, they might have a little bit of interest. They might have some dividends and, and different things. But but by and large, the, their income is, is coming from their wages and ordinary income. And so, you know, over time, you know, their deductions and their exemptions, you know, kind of, you know, become less and less. You know, kids move away and maybe they pay off the mortgage and they start to, you know, move towards the standard deduction. You know, what ends up happening is, is then you, you move into retirement and now suddenly you have Social Security. You might have a pension. You may or may not have a pension, but, you know, some folks do, obviously. And then, you know, there might be distributions coming from, you know, from an IRA or a 401k or maybe an investment account or maybe you have savings in, that you're going to tap into. And so all of a sudden now you've got maybe two, three, four different types of income streams and they're all treated differently in the tax code. And so, you know, you really have to strategize about how, you know, how and what you do and, you know, where you're going to draw from first or where, what you're going to draw from the most. And then you'd be aware of where you are in, in the, you know, in the grand scheme of things when it comes to this particular tax year. You know, what's, what's your taxable income going to be? Are you getting close to the next bracket? Or do you have a future, I mean, a future year or two that you know that are going to come up that you're going to need to to pull extra money out, and so you know you need to plan for that, and maybe you you have the opportunity to take some more out early, but you know versus you know waiting till then to take it out. So that's when you, you kind of get into that holistic planning and and looking at the whole picture, and you know, and working with an advisor that can help you with that, or an advisement team that can help you with that. You know, and that obviously comes into tax planning as well as tax preparation, and you know, taking a look at you know what resources and what types of accounts you have, and and um, you know, and what's actually in those accounts. And that's something that that kind of falls through the cracks a lot of times, Walter. People just don't think about it because they think, well, you know, I have you know I have this much money coming in, and and that's my income. And I always say there's a distinction there that cash flow is cash flow and income is income and income is something that's reported on your tax return and cash flow may or may not be completely, you know, um, recorded on the tax return or maybe it's, a rec you know, recorded a little bit differently. If like, for example, Social Security. I mean, it, Social Security is not inherently taxable, but it could be subject to taxation depending upon how much other income you have all things to consider. Wow, overwhelming amount of strategies there and and uh, ways that we can think about how to plan for taxes in the future. I always ask you for examples, Glenn. Maybe can you think about a time where someone made a bad tax mistake that somebody made with their investments or with their portfolio and how they could have avoided it if they'd gotten better advice or better guidance? Well, yeah, Walter. I mean, there's, um, the, you know, it comes into play just like what we were just talking about. 
Social Security is a tricky bird, and that's a little different than your than your investments or your retirement accounts, but they interact with one another. And so for some folks, you know, they think in terms of, and they've always been said, well, you know, wait and wait until you're absolutely forced into taking money out of, you know, out of your retirement account. And for some folks, that might be good advice. But for others, it might be the opposite. You have a situation where if you take and take your Social Security early, then you, you're, you're in a place where you've locked in your Social Security at a lower rate. And then your, um, your Social Security is going to be subject to taxation based on how much other income you have. And if you go into the future and you've taken Social Security early, for some folks, they're going to need more income from those other sources, which then you have more other income, which is the very definition of how Social Security becomes subject to taxation. So for some folks, it might be willing, you know, it might be a, a good idea to at least consider the possibility of maybe drawing down some other accounts, at least for a period of time, and then, you know, delaying Social Security. And that's kind of counterintuitive to a lot of folks, but you know you really have to put a pencil to it, and you have to do some analysis and plug some information into some software, and really determine, you know, hey, does this plan really make sense, or are you making, you know, making decisions on on misconceptions or, or emotions that that really, you know, there's there's facts that you know that uh, argue in the other direction. This is the great things to think about when it comes to tax planning. And Glenn Mosseller kind of walking us through some of these things, good examples, good situations of when these things have happened in the past, mistakes getting made, how you can think about avoiding them. Tell us a little bit about, Glenn, uh, tax planning strategies that you've used in the past to make a big significant difference in somebody's retirement plan. Can you draw on a time when, when you really changed somebody? What were some of the specifics of their story? Well, yeah. I mean, we had the last year or so. We had we had a we had a gentleman. You know, he's he's getting ready to you know to turn you know seventy and, and seventy and a half, and he knew his, his distributions were coming, but he you know he hadn't drawn money out of there yet. But he also had a you know a, another uh, regular brokerage account that had a lot of capital gains that had built up over time, and he was worried about well, what if happens if I have to draw from this account or and you know at the same time after you know I have to start taking those required minimum distribution, I could really be you know in a situation where, you know, we have, you know, unintended consequences of delaying and it's like, oh, how do I avoid this, you know, or that? And, you know, how can I, how can I minimize the tax bite, so to speak? And so, you know, when you look at the tax code, at least under today's, you know, today's law, you know, capital, long-term capital gains don't actually get, you know, you know, there's no tax implications on long-term capital gains until you actually go into the 25% tax bracket. And this particular gentleman was still in the 15% tax bracket and had quite a ways to go before he got into the 25% bracket, but was likely going to be there by the time that, you know, he hit 70 and a half. And so in that case, you know, we, we looked at, you know, we worked with the CPA and we figured out exactly, you know, what he could do and, and how he could do it. And he was able to harvest a lot of those gains and, you know, and, and not, you know, not be subject to taxation with that. Whereas had he taken, you know, taken it at a different time when there had been more other income, well, now suddenly he has taxes on the other income and then taxes on the capital gains too. So again, we always have to look at the whole picture and, and do that holistic planning as, you know, I probably sound like a broken record about that, but it, it matters. You know, everything has, you know, has consequences. And, you know, the, if you, if you do one thing, if you make a decision in isolation, you know, it's, it's very likely that you're going to end up having, you know, something fall through the cracks because you really need to think in terms of, well, if I do this, then what could happen over in another area? And, and so we start putting the pieces of the puzzle together and, you know, and it's, 
takes some time and you know some wherewithal and and some patience. But you know if you're if you're working with the right folks, you can really get to some you know some powerful answers that will preserve more you know, more of your money and, and and make it work toward you and the people you care about versus going you know back to Uncle Sam or even back to the markets in terms of volatility and so forth. Glenn, I'm I'm curious on two things. Uh, one, what was you know the impact that that gentleman felt on the plan with all of your guidance? Can you put that into perspective for us of, of what that truly you know not necessarily specific dollars wise, but uh, but what that impact right. was, and then what his reaction to to all of that was? I imagine he was a much happier camper, and and you saw some change in emotion there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a situation where he thought he was going to have a, a whole lot of taxes on on you know on the on the capital gains that had built up, but um, the reality was is that you know he, it was outside of his awareness about you know when when long term capital gains are actually you know assessed. And so it was like, my goodness. And, you know, he ended up, you know, with a, maybe a few hundred dollars versus, you know, many thousands of dollars just because of the way it was done and, and timing of making the decision. Well, do you take, you know, do you take those gains now or later? And, you know, and we know that obviously when you when you reach seven and a half, you have to start taking other distributions, which is, you know, if, if you have those types of accounts, which is going to add to your other income, which then creates, you know, it's it's kind of a it's a snowball. It, it kind of, you know, feeds on itself. And suddenly my golly, you've got, you know, this income and that income and and then you have the unintended consequences and, and it's and it's hard to work with if you're not, you know, thinking about it in advance and planning for it in advance. But there's no doubt. I mean, we, you know, we ended up uh, in, a, in a tremendous situation in, in, in that plan of, uh, of saving lots and lots of dollars that that, uh, that really would have would have happened in a totally different way if he hadn't you know, come in and we hadn't worked with the CPA to uh, make sure that we made wise decisions. Ultimately, it's really important to make sure that tax planning is a part of your strategy, a part of your portfolio. And before I let you go, Glenn, one more question to round out the podcast for this week. And, and that would just be like, how typical is this kind of situation where tax planning truly makes a difference? Because I think a lot of folks kind of have this assumption of, well, uh, tax planning or, you know, talking about these these RMDs, this must be, you know, only for the super rich who can truly, you know, utilize these rules and these situations to their advantage. How frequently are you helping someone with their financial plan where taxes, you make a tweak to taxes that ends up making this kind of impact? Is, is this a, a once in a blue moon kind of example or is this happening in a, on a weekly basis in the office? Well, I wouldn't say it's a weekly basis, Walter, but certainly, I mean, when, when you're looking at different folks' situations, I mean, there's there's going to be tax you know consequences or tax implications about the decisions that, that, that folks make about how they're taking income. I mean, that's how our tax system works. It's income tax and different things have to be reported on the tax return. And so when and how you take things um, matters. I always make the point about Social Security. I mean, Social Security is not inherently taxable. But it becomes subject to taxation based on how much other income is there. So that's an opportunity for a lot of folks that they don't realize that, you know, maybe they've got, you know, money that they could have taken, you know, they can take at a different time um, that, you know, that might have different consequences. Maybe they're earning interest um, that um, or dividends that, you know, had if that money was positioned differently, then those things wouldn't necessarily show up on the tax return. And, you know, and it's not that you're doing anything you know nefarious or anything like that. It's just, you know, how you position your assets and your resources and knowing what the tax consequences are going to be. And and that can be true for, you know, for folks who are very wealthy, but it's also can be true for the, you know, for, for Mr. and Mrs. Middle Class. 
I mean, you know, when you start talking about Social Security, I mean, most people have no idea that, that Social Security is going to be subject to taxation. And if they do, they're not sure exactly how it's going to be. They just think, well, you know, I thought my Social Security wasn't going to be taxed. But then and then some folks say, well, you know, I figured all of it was going to be taxed. And the reality is, is that it depends. But so, there's an there's a awful lot of cases where we can actually plan and and determine, you know, should we take money from this account and, you know, versus that account? And when do, when do we take Social Security and, and how do we strategize about it where we can we can save money, you know, and, and, and not send extra dollars to Uncle Sam? You know, and a lot of times you can do that in a way that, you know, that actually lowers risk on overall holdings and on, on all your accounts. And, you know, at the same time, you know, pay less taxes, which that that can be a real you know bonus, you know, but that's again, that's that's taking the time and making sure that you're working with a holistic planner that understands that and works with a team that can help and, you know, in answering a lot of those questions. Yep. It's all helpful to hear this kind of information. And, yeah, we went in depth on taxes today, but it's a good reminder that if you haven't had a deep conversation about how taxes impact your portfolio, your financial plan. If your advisor is not helping you consider those different moving parts, those different elements, uh, maybe it's worth a conversation with Glenn Mosseller and his team to see if you might benefit from some of these tax strategies, some of this tax planning that can be done to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward when it comes to retirement and your portfolio. Reach out by calling 336-291-3535. Again, that's 336 or anytime online at greensbororetirement.com. This is the Retirement Roadmap. You can listen to the podcast each and every week when we post it on Podbean and on the greensbororetirement.com website. You can also subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap. 